Thursday, the 7th of March, 2013. My name is Garen Thomas. And I'm Simon Payne. And you're listening to our Errand of Mercy. I'd like to start, Simon, on um, a topic we quite often start on. Uh, I'd like to start on Justin Bieber, if that's okay. It's becoming quite a regular feature at the top of the show, I'd say. It is becoming a regular feature. You know, I like to, I like our fans to be aware of what Biber's up and about. You know, we like to be aware of Biber. We keep you informed. You know, we just come come at you with the facts. You form your own opinions. So this week he um, he was in he was in the UK this week, and I believe it was his nineteenth birthday as well uh, in the yeah. last. So there's been a lot going on. Um, I want to focus on a particular story, um, which happened on Twitter. So, you know, it's a it's a fantastic, you know, conflagration of Biber and Twitter news. A tale from the Twitterverse. Potentially you could say that. I don't think I'd use that terminology. Is Twitterverse a term? That sounds like use that? Probably. It, it sounds probably like people it's... people say bloggersphere. Yeah. Like I enjoy thing. bloggersphere. I, I, think I hate that. is a cool idea. I mean, I really dislike the word blog. So, what? Well, I, I, well, how come? It's it's a horrible word word to say. It's the name of a um, it's the name of a aquatic monster from the GameCube and rare Nintendo Wii game Metroid Prime Two Echoes. 
I'm not, it sounds it sounds like something that comes well out of a bog basically yeah yeah that's what they are they're like weird fish things and there are young ones called juvenile blogs which are younger and more aggressive than the older more distinguished blogs <laughs> are, are they also known as tumblers or <laughs> Well, they do tumble through the water. So, well, yeah, there, you, there you go. There you it's go. all um, connected, G. That's what I learned from watchdogs. Anyway, Biber news. Biber. But, um, so Justin Biber is on Twitter, um, and um, someone sent him a message. Well, she didn't actually send him a message. She just wrote, um, this is a person called um, Courtney Barrisford. Um, she, uh, she wrote a message saying, not really a fan of Justin Biber, but his acoustic album is actually quite good. Oh. So you know, yeah. that's a that's a moderate tweet about yeah. Justin Bieber. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure if you knew that Justin Bieber has done an acoustic album. An acoustic album by Justin Bieber sounds like the kind of thing that would be played to you in hell. Like, <laughs> it really does. Like, but you know, what do you reckon's on there? I reckon uh, maybe a, an acoustic cover of Hotel California. Do you think? Yeah, anyway. I reckon he's exactly self-absorbed enough to do that. So, like, this is the thing. You know, she's like, I don't really like it. But I like you know this is okay. Yeah. Um, Justin Bieber obviously was doing a name search for himself, which is an inherently douchey thing to do. But you know, whatever. It's only douchey if you're a celebrity. If you're an actual person, then it's just depressing because you learn that you will never surpass other people who are the same name as you. That's exactly true. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so Justin Bieber retweeted this. I guess kind of he was like, "Oh, that's nice. I'm reaching a new audience." <laughs> um. And in kind of within the next few minutes, uh, Courtney Burford was flooded with messages of hate from around the world. Why? Um, someone posted, "You ain't even a fucking believer, a believer, and believer. you got, got RT by Justin, and you aren't even showing a little excitement." Wow. Oh wow. So so he retweeted her because he was like, "Thanks, yeah. actual people, not uh, crazy girls." And then all the crazy girls were like, "Why weren't you?" Tweet me! Yeah. And then um, Yamel Swaggy added, <laughs> Justin shouldn't retweet people like Courtney. She doesn't even care. The hate got so bad that Courtney threatened to leave Twitter, posted, so tempted to leave Twitter. And um, no, I'm not saying this for attention. Um, then she started getting death threats. What the fuck is this? Um kind of uh, telling her that she should kill herself. Um, and then a rumour was started that she had carried Justin Bieber's illegitimate son. This is, like, amazing. This is fucking... This is what happens when you give teenage girls the internet. This is what happens. Like, they started a fucking slut rumour about her on Twitter. Yeah, so, like, this person actually had to kind of, like, post something clarifying that she'd never even she'd never met justin biber had sex with him or carried his child wow 20 2013 you are doing it wrong you're <laughs> so doing it wrong so wrong i mean the thing is this i mean it's kind of ten, i mean it relates to justin biber really he's blameless in this he was yeah. actually being a kind of an okay guy <laughs> fucking um, hell but yeah so his fans what the fuck is going on there that's just teenage girls though i guess so that is literally just what it is because if you, you break that down what's happened is a bunch of girls have got jealous because a pretty boy they like has talked about another girl pleasantly and yeah. then spread a rumor about her yeah, to try and rubbish her it's just teenage girl politics 101 but you know on a but, massive scale in like, a quite damaging way 
Yeah, this is the thing. Like, I mean, this sort of stuff happens in... Like, they're never going to meet this person. Yeah. This this is never going to... Like, they're never going to... They're never going to meet this person. And they were never going to get with Justin Bieber. I mean, did they think they were? I don't know. This this guy's... Yeah, he's got a weird... He's got a weird, crazy hold over girls. He's got a weird, crazy hold, definitely. Would you like to hear some stories of the weird, crazy hold that he has over girls? Yeah, yeah, please. Um, please. Justin Bieber was in Nottingham last weekend. Uh, this weekend, the, just the gone. city in which you live. Yes, um, I was. Not only was he in Nottingham, but I was behind his tour bus going <laughs> into Nottingham. So, so you tailgated Justin Bieber. Yeah. Well, wow. I tailgated his enormous tour bus um, with trailer that I assume contains, I don't know, hair gel and. Yeah, bedazzled microphones or whatever it is he likes. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what his deal is. I mean, acoustic instruments, I guess. <laughs> acoustic instruments that he will never play, and big tall hats. I was like, oh, we're following a tour bus because um, my fiance was driving. We're going to town to get some supplies for the holiday we're having in a couple of weeks, and going to Egypt. That might not pan out very well. Uh, you, you might have some strange kind of war correspondence esque podcasts coming from <laughs> the inside of a desert rebel camp in Egypt. It's doubtful, though. Hopefully not. You know. Hopefully not. Um, so we're following this this big tour bus in, and I'm like, I wonder who's in that tour bus. And then as it pulls by the Capital FM Arena, which is like the big, a big kind of auditorium arena venue in in Nottingham, the keening sound of I would estimate two to three hundred girls who have been camping out there from the from the evening before. Um, waiting to get in so they would be first in line sounded and girls were throwing themselves into oncoming traffic just to touch the side of this tour bus jesus christ and they all had they had signs and the signs just said things like look at me justin oh god that's so depressing i know the the second coming has happened and it's fucking justin biber (laughs) (laughs) it's um it's yeah, that happened. That was a thing that I witnessed between girls throwing themselves in front of taxis just to touch a tour bus that may or may not have Justin Bieber in. It didn't yeah, have like, like his face on the side of it. It was just a nondescript tour bus. Yeah, I mean um, it could have actually just been filled with his roadies. Or or indeed his support act for that evening, Carly Ray Jepsen, who I believe that if they had got inside the tour bus and it turned to, turned out to be her, the screaming uh, group of teenage girls would have pulled her apart like soft bread. Which has been awful, because, as you know, I, I like Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. So. It would be unfortunate to see Carly Rae Jepsen teared apart like a, like a, like that guy in halfway through um, Day of the Dead. That yes, would, yes, that it would, would really suck. That would Especially def- if it was by teenage girls. Yeah, there'd be a lot of very unsettling things going on there, definitely. Yeah, maybe some blood rituals, sacrifices to the the dark god of swag. It's <laughs> it's uh it's it's a crazy thing. But but then a second crazy event occurred as a result of this uh right, this, yeah. this Justin Bieber concert. Me and the missus were out that evening. Uh, with some friends from work and we were waiting for a taxi and it got to about we were coming back a bit early about 12 o'clock ish and yeah. it got to about half 12 and there was no taxi we're like, what's going on and the taxi driver got stuck in the traffic coming out of 
the Justin Bieber concert. Oh, right. So there were so many parents picking up their kids. And yeah, stuff. but it's not yeah. just that. Like then we were we were stood on this place called the High Pavement, which is like a big long run of pubs and clubs that runs along the side of Nottingham, where we'd yeah. been out with some mates and and through the groups of drunken revelers and people throwing up onto the street came conservative concerned mothers and their ugly overweight daughters <laughs> wow all of them decked out in justin bieber stuff it was like a punishment from purgatory for mothers who allowed their daughters to watch justin bieber they were forced to walk down a gauntlet of drunk people who proceeded to laugh at them, shout at them, and tell them that they were listening to a shit band. But yeah, that, that was, I don't, I, I'm not. I'm not cool with that. That was no, a thing that no, I'm not cool with that yeah, either. But it was a it was a bizarre was situation to be in. That's a very odd situation to have. So to me and do. me and uh, my fiance were just stood there watching this happen. We we're like, this is the craziest fucking shit. <laughs> they have picked the wrong route here, and it was just droves and droves of them, and yeah. like drunk people, like almost almost throwing shoes. They were so angry <laughs> with this situation. Well, I mean, to be fair, you don't want to deal with that when you're on a sort of raucous night out. You know, a bunch of families walking up the road yeah, with Justin Bieber stuff on but Charity, i think that, yeah you know I, I i feel like it's a nice uh i feel like it's a nice reminder to the parents that these are the values that that that, that justin bieber preaches in his music yeah. you know because I, I was gonna say like i could have like half expected you at that point to say you saw Bieber. <laughs> no no he wasn't there um that would be like, nice that must, that must be hard for him actually like being that guy who like as we mentioned teenage girls if they see are going to li literally rend people limb from limb to get close to me you can't yeah. go anywhere yeah and well, he must like, have to be really careful like where he goes yeah and also they wouldn't let him into sankey's which i think is kind of funny oh yeah that was hilarious that was... so like yeah he's so what it must be crazy to be J justin bieber justin yeah. bieber one of those two. It must be crazy to be either of those people because, <laughs> because like he's he's kind of simultaneously worshipped as a god and is also a social pariah. And they definitely, definitely. It's possible he may be the antichrist. You know, he possibly. I think it's fairly unlikely to be it's, honest, <laughs> but it is possible. It is possible. Gonna, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google that now. Let's see what what oh, hits I get from. That's got to be a thing. There's got to be people calling out Justin Bieber as the Antichrist. There's no, like, I mean, I think every popular music act, like, in history has been called out as the Antichrist at some point or another. <laughs> well, like, okay, so <laughs> if I search for, I was thinking, is if I type, is Justin Bieber the Ann, I would get, you know, Antichrist instantly completed. But the first three most popular searches with these words are, is Justin Bieber an American citizen is Justin Bieber Dan Illuminati and is Justin Bieber the Miley Cyrus dating question mark all interesting questions questions I, I believe in answer to all of those he's Canadian Miley Cyrus is engaged to someone else and he is an Illuminati. He is. He may or may not be. We may need to get back to you on the whole <laughs> Illuminati thing. He might be, but, but you know, be. it's unlikely. <laughs> Let's face it. 
yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. He doesn't seem like the sort of people who'd be let into shadowy cabals. Yeah, he's he's, like, he's way too out there. He it seems like he would like he'd turn location on on Twitter and then like tweet like just going to a secret meeting with the Illuminati hashtag YOLO and then like teen yeah. girls would turn up and then yeah, have to have them all killed. Their secret like cabals and sort of robe meetings and yeah, so. he's not really a robe meeting. Kind he's of not guy. a robed kind of guy. No. He's got- <laughs> I think um, we can establish that once and for all. Now, speaking of Justin Bieber, earlier on you mentioned his uh, Bieber hat. Yeah. I believe that might be on your mind because, you know, it was on your head earlier <laughs> this week. Um, those of us, those of you who uh, are following the show on Facebook, uh, that's uh, facebook.com forward slash errand of mercy, uh, will have seen uh, during kind of a few, like a few days ago. Yeah. Sort of I um I posted a picture that had been sent to me by your fiance of you dressed as a teenager. I think is the only way to put it. Yeah, uh, playing a children's card game. Yes, the I child. Was, I was incognito <laughs> for the show, and for those of you concerned, I have been fully CRB checked, and I do have a history, a safe history of working with children. So you don't need to worry about that. I'm not one of those guys. Um, yeah, I um. I went I went undercover with the Yugi Bros again this this week. I think it was way back in episode 8 somewhere was, back there. It was a long time ago. Definitely. Um I had my first run in with the Yugi Bros. I kind of realized that the card game I used to play as a teenager has changed. So has its clientele. Yeah. Um and and I vowed that I would go back there and try and find out what they're working with, what what drives them and uh what what their social strata is like, I believe. Yeah. These strange new these strange new sects of teenagehood the I mean, bros it, it is very interesting i mean like i would say when we were young there was a very specific group of people who would be playing Yu-Gi-Oh. um you essentially yeah, basically like me. team you team me um, yeah yeah i mean i never got into the whole card game business yeah. but uh, yeah like a very specific group of people and definitely not people i would have described as bros in yeah. any sort of yeah. way so um so I, I first thing i did was i decided i had to get myself into the right mindset so i went to um i went to sainsbury's picked myself up a can of monster uh nice. yeah. I, I went for a can of monster rehab because you know this was the uh the morning after we'd been out so i was feeling yeah. a little bit and I, I hadn't drank too much but i was a little bit dehydrated probably yeah. wouldn't have been at the top of my game so i picked up some uh this monster it's like monster iced tea um it's exactly as horrible as it sounds <laughs> uh, I, so I, I drank that down and tried to get into the right mindset and um i attempted to have a a, a, a stilted conversation with my fiance all um, oh, right you had tried to have a sort of awkward yeah. conversation good but, but we it. just we just ended up talking about metal gear solid and it just didn't work out as yeah. well as i'd hoped we went to this place and yeah the 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 there's still still the same thing going on i was kind of hoping that that was just a fluke and that yeah, i would it was see that one day it was just that particular group of people were yeah. around um so i mean how, how did you do in the as far as the playing cards went? Uh, i should have i like I almost got into the uh, the semi-finals. Oh wow! Was, so you're uh, a quarter finalist. Yeah, that? I stacked my um, my first. Um, I stacked my first two games because I'm a bit rusty. Don't know uh, what that means. <laughs> it means that I just fucked them up. Like I didn't lose. Right. I didn't lose because they had the advantage. I lost because I was just really shit and yeah, didn't use didn't, any yeah. of my cards properly. Fair enough. Um, 
well not but you know <laughs> it's not fair you shouldn't be doing this yeah <laughs> but but after that i won every game so i won i won all but two of the games of qualifying so i i finished on three wins and two losses which gave me enough points to get into the playoffs but unfortunately the way that the um, the official competitive Yu-Gi-Oh scene works, yes, that's the thing. Yes, right. they do have membership cards. Jesus yes, I do Christ. now have one. Because <laughs> um, uh, I was on the old system, you see, the UDE system, which ended a couple of years ago. So oh, I now they, have no they've data. Like, they've like changed their league system, yeah. basically. It, is it sort of like, yeah, it, yeah they sort of check. Wow, that's okay <laughs> so i used to be i used to be all right at Yu-Gi-Oh. i used to be in the top 50 percent of people in england so i i was not really great but i was up there so now i'm kind of having to work my way back up from the bottom you're kind of like rocky coming back from retirement basically yeah, yeah that's what's happening here but with a children's card game with a children's and, card game yeah so i had no tiebreak data which basically if you got the same amount of points with somebody else as somebody else after qualification um, they take your previous games on the database into account. But I had none because I was so, a new entrant. Right. Of so course. I didn't place in the playoffs. I was one place outside of the playoffs and the four people above me had the same amount of points. So I would have made it in yeah, if you I was on the database. So um, there we go. So, I mean, that's how you did competitively. Were you able to sort of try and understand something about these these young people? There was... A weird mix of people at the tournament this weekend. Well, you, uh, you amaze me by telling me that a group of people playing card games and playing a tournament card game would be a weird mix. That's, no, they weren't. <laughs> they weren't necessarily weird people. All right. of them. There was just an odd combination. Like I'll give you a. I'll give you a breakdown of the people who I played against. My first opponent was a um, was a fourteen year old boy who I de- I would describe as quite anemic. Um, he didn't look like he'd seen much sunlight. Very pale. Very, very pale. Very thin. Uh, it looked like a uh, a stiff breeze would snap him in half. Yeah. Um, he beat me, but he wouldn't look me in the eye. So I'm not sure who the actual victor was there. Right, yeah. So, um, so he, he was focused on the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not sure if he had much else to focus on. Bless him. Well, um, so my my opponent, my second opponent after him, was yeah. a um, was a much older guy. I would say late teens to early twenties. Oh right, who had a a fashionable undercut hairstyle, uh, similar to that sported by Dante in the new Devil May Cry game. Um, yeah. Um- so he had an undercut. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but, but an undercut is usually a lot longer. It was like a uh, that weird combination oh, sorry, of undercut could... mohawk kind of thing going oh, on. Oh, so it was like a sort of just a flopped over mohawk. Yeah, or a proper um, undercut. Okay, yeah. That was um, that was that that was an odd hairstyle. Um, I lost to him, and because I didn't quite understand how his deck worked. Uh, and okay. I couldn't really counter it. He was um, he was quite a legit guy, though. I was quite surprised. He was very very talkative, quite chilled. Taught me through any of the moves that he, he made that I didn't understand, and it was quite a pleasurable experience. Um, my my next opponent after him was a yeah. guy that I beat. He was a, he was even older still. I would say late twenties oh, to wow. early thirties. Wow, this is really so. I mean, I was like hoping for you to be playing like literally. I mean, it's a child's card game. I expected exactly. you to be playing a bunch of children. No, I'm not entirely like. I mean, so of the three you've played so far, two of them are adults. Yeah, more and one of them seems to be a socially well-adjusted adult. Yeah, yeah. The so, other one, and the other one, not so socially well-adjusted. Right. Kind of talkative, um, but not very... 
outgoing, I would yeah, say. Quite shy and retiring. The yeah. kind of the kind of late twenty year old you would expect to be playing a children's card game at yeah. a competitive level. Um now now our uh, our fourth opponent, he he was a uh, he was an interesting character. Um I would say, well, he was definitely twenty three because okay. he said that he was twenty three and he was the grandpa of the uh, of the of the this particular comic book shop. Oh, right. Despite he, he, the fact that he wasn't the oldest person in the shop. So he felt he was the oldest person said, despite the fact that you're obviously older and yep. the, the the chap you played before was also yep. quite yep. clearly older. But but his identity as a guy or in general was so fixated on the fact that he was the oldest person there who played children's card games. That was like that, his only thing. That was yep. like his only thing. Like but to the point where the first time he said it, I was like, well, I'm older than you. And he said, no, you're not. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, I am. And I was like, well, maybe my disguise is just working really well. It was a good disguise. It, it was a pretty good disguise. I mean, I had a, uh, I had a T-shirt that referenced a meme that was about six to seven years out of date. I thought that would be good for teens. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> I had my Biber hat on and a neutral coloured hoodie that said, you know, um, it could be cold, or I may want to mug you. I wasn't sure which. Um, it yeah. was a kind of a, a drab olive colour, good for camouflage, <laughs> also good for being on the street with your girl, I assumed. Yeah. So, yeah, he just wouldn't accept that anybody else was older than him. So, that like you stick. said, you said, like, no, I'm older than you, and he was yeah. like, no. He said, no, you're not. And, and he I was just like, went... I realised, I was like, well, I could get my driver's licence out now and prove it to you, or... I could not have the conversation where I prove I'm older than somebody else whilst playing a children's card game. That seems like a weird conversation to have to have. Yeah, it does seem like a very strange conversation to have to deal with there. Um, that so is... I was like, fuck it. Like, okay, you're the oldest. I don't care. Um, but the other guy who I played before him, he was quite nice, unassuming, and quiet, yeah. also was older than him. And the reason I knew was every single time, and this guy said this a lot, I'm the grandpa of the store. I've been playing for ages. And, um, and oh, I'm 23, I'm the oldest. Me and this guy who's almost in his 30s, who have both definitely been playing longer than him because he had cards in his yeah. deck that were really old, I could tell, um, shared this really uncomfortable look. Every single time he said that, we'd like look at each other and we're like, somebody, somebody should tell him. <laughs> I want to tell him, I don't want to tell him. It seems like it's his only thing. Well, I don't want to, should we not? Should we just not be arseholes? Let's not be arseholes. Okay, carry on. So so we were just playing. Me and this guy were forced to enter into the fantasy land of man-child who is 23 and, Fair, wow. and just play to, play to the, uh, the drum beats of his, uh, his crazy music because there was no other option. My fiancé described it as like it was like he was a girl gamer. Like, I have no other way of describing myself as interesting, so I'm yeah. a girl who plays games. I have yeah. no other way of describing myself as interesting, so I'm a 23-year-old who plays card games, which I guess, in Bizarro World, that means you win. I yeah. guess you're best at being worse. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's, that, you're the best worst person, but yeah. he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, after I play him, I'm like in a bit of a bad place. I'm like, that guy was really not cool. And yeah. he's a year younger than me. And he is obviously, he's like the role model here because, you know, he's he's 23. He's the oldest person in the store. Yeah. So this is the role model that these kids have. Oh, that's dreadful, yeah. This is terrible. Um, and, and then while I'm thinking that, my hat disappears off my head. 
I was yeah. like, what the fuck's going on here? And I look behind me, and who's behind me wearing my wearing my snapback backwards, but teenage brony gangster boy off of episode eight. Yes! That about. He came back. <laughs> he's just chilling. And I look behind me, and he's got his arms crossed, looking down at me with my hat on backwards, like, like a fucking kid from the front of Nintendo Power from 1993. <laughs> and he's looking at me, and he's like, having a good game? I'm like... It's good to see you again. And and he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, don't worry about it, mate. I was like, how have you been? He's like, yeah, I'm good. I ditched all the brony shit, though. I didn't think it was very cool. And I was good like, call. you have made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm chatting to this guy and he's like, he's like 15, but he's just like this little tiny kid rolling around, running his mouth. Everybody knows him, chatting to everybody. And all of a sudden I was like, I was pulled out of my, my, um, my slump of sadness by this, this little kid who came back and has improved over the last six months. Amazingly. Yeah. I'm really glad he's turned his life around and stopped being a brony. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, so I was talking to him and yeah, he's, he's just really chill, happy, winning at being a teenager and all of his mates turned up with him and there's just all like these all all of these like kids who are like bros who play video games and play children's card games and nobody fucks with them because there's so many of them (laughs) (laughs) and like so i was i was sat there just watching them chat and like drink monster energy drink and play card games and and shout at each other and swear and every time they swore the the guy who runs a comic book store is like the guy you would expect to run a comic book store he's yeah. like i would say mid 60s um graying hair in a ponytail goatee beard um Excellent, yeah like air of, Sand, air of sandals and socks do you think kind of yeah I, there's a bit of that going on kind of hippie chic look very yeah. chilled kind of but has a an unspoken aura of power and um, and authority over people, <laughs> and every time they swore, um, he'd just he'd just be like leaning against the counter at the back of the store reading a comic, and every time they swore, he'd look up and go language, and he'd go back to what he was doing, and they're like, yeah, sorry. Anyway, this fucker, and he'd be like language. <laughs> wow, that's just a good like comic book store, right? Yeah, like it's that. like the. It's the best comic book store. And <laughs> and I was like looking at looking at the guys who are around my age and looking at the teens who are all like who this kind of tight knit group of kids. Yeah, and I was so like, like they you know, who are into this incredibly nerdy stuff but seem yeah. to be kind of like entirely happy with their lives. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm talking about like one of these guys looked like he would stab you. Like he's wearing tracksuit bottoms, a gilet, um, two different do-rags and a hat on top of that. And he's like, uh, summon BLS. And he's like, <laughs> this guy's like, well, what? he's like, I negate your summon. And he's like, nah, mate, fuck off. Solemn judgment. And then just like gives him the finger and they all laugh at him. And I was like, this is crazy. But I kind <laughs> of like it. Like, I yeah. don't know what your guy's shtick is, but I like it. And, and it's given me hope. I think so- that... So yeah, I, think, I mean, there was there was like there were really there were three generations there. There was the yeah. old guy who runs the, the hippie guy who runs the comic book shop. Who yeah. obviously he's got a great deal going on. Yeah. Then there is these group of kids who are, I mean, kind of like they seem to be in quite a good place. Yeah, yeah. And then um and yeah and then there's a twenty three year old who can't who can't deal with the fact that he's not the best at being worse. Yeah. A thirty year old ex 
around dude who can't talk to people. Yeah. Um, and a 24 year old man who does a podcast and has a blog. Yeah. It's like, it's basically the, 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 the people he would expect to find in a comic store. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're at the comic store. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. But I like, but, but the thing, the thing that I kind of took home from it, you know, I entered into this situation kind of flippantly, assuming that I would be able to glean some sound bites that we could take the piss out of. Yeah, I think you were kind of looking to get some sort of um, some vox pops, going. which I do have some of. I have two of those to bring to the table. But what first, I want to say that that you know we, we're quite hard on the teens on this show. Uh, I mean, not yeah. fifteen minutes ago we were talking about teens being stupid, but I think that. On the whole, it looks like the kids are all right. Okay, like, that's good. It looks okay. like they're gonna they're gonna make it because, in spite of having what appears to be some of the worst role models, they're just they're just chilling and doing what doing things that they enjoy. I was gonna say doing whatever they want, but not yeah. like not not like literally yeah. anything. No, but they're I'm, doing they're doing things they enjoy and not caring what other people think about it, which is which, good. Which I is think. different to how well, I was yeah. as a teenager. No, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, more power to you teens. Just don't 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 go too far with that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be good to see how that whole sitch um carries on. I have two vox pops for you though. Okay, from, excellent. from the comic book. Um one of the comic book store even. One of them was one that uh, my fiance overheard. Oh, also another thing. Um, she didn't feel like weirded out. She was like, "It's really weird," but I, it wasn't like when she was at the anime convention, a guy threatened to put her in a Victorian dress and fuck her. Like <laughs> these, these guys were pretty chilled around girls. Oh, that's good. This is a new that's... another thing that I applaud. So well done, weird teenage Yu-Gi-Oh bros slash people who play Call of Duty. I don't know what's going on, but you keep on doing it because you're breaking down boundaries and I like it. Two things that were said that were weird. <laughs> One guy, I'm not even sure how old he was. I'm yeah. assuming of age and it's important for this next one. Okay. <laughs> said, said, yeah, my girlfriend's really crazy. Sometimes she even lets us have sex. Oh, that's quite what? sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me? Where are you coming from with that? Yeah. Bit odd. Kind of sweet, not sure. Could be sinister, not sure. Sometimes she likes to sex. I don't know. I think I think that's kind of sweet. I've, I'm, I don't, I'm not seeing the sinister angle. Personally. You're not seeing a sinister angle on that. No. I just think it's kind of you're yeah. seeing something of yourself in this teen. Are you? <laughs> you know, kind of like I think I think it it's 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 nice because it suggests that you know that that you know people are you know they're not they're not being promiscuous, which is something you know I'm kind of always worried about with the teens. We've discussed this before. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying that there is a control on the teen sex. Yeah, that there's that there's a sex tap, it's under control <laughs> and everyone's happy with the level of control going on. You know? This this, this... <laughs> There's a good control on the sex optics. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Exactly. She, 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 she's giving it. You know, kind of like when she's ha- when she's comfortable with it, and he's fine with that. You well, know, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's like, good. Okay. I, I, and I, also, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Also, another another thing said that I enjoyed um, and was kind of surprised by. One guy was doing quite a insulting impression of a Japanese person, and then somebody else was like, "Man, that's not Japanese. That's just racist." And then everybody went really quiet, and I'm like, "Oh no, what yeah. if, is he offended?" He goes, "And I approve." 
Oh, whoa. <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh, wow. Oh, I was just I'm like not, sat down talking, talking to uh, my fiance, like looked up. I was like, what? But then nothing else was said. It was like, ooh. <laughs> everyone else was like, I don't know how to deal with Yeah, that. yeah. And it just like went silent. And everyone was like, so anyway, uh, let's, play, uh, let's play some card games. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because like, I mean, I thought that was going one way. Yeah. I thought that's, you know, just a guy saying, hey, come down, you know. Yeah, we, we, we've all done a ridiculous impression of a Japanese person in the past and now yeah. probably feel bad about it. Yeah. You know, chill out. But then saying I approve, no one yeah. approves of that. Yeah. People That's just racist. Laugh. Power People... to you, my white brother. Like, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> I need to have a chat with your dad. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think he's been saying some stuff that you might have been picking up and not necessarily evaluating very much. Yeah, no, not 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 happy with that. That you see, it was I was I was feeling quite happy about like the people who will eventually be running this world. Now, yeah. not so much. <laughs> well, you know, that's one of them, and it was yeah. responded to with awkwardness, not with yes. I also hate yellow people. <laughs> well, that's good. It's good. There wasn't for... a general consensus on the racism. Just one guy who was met with silence. It's good that it wasn't approved of. Probably should have been more active disapproval. <laughs> That's what I've hoped for, really. Just like a, a swift slap to the side of the head. Just, no! <laughs> Ow, what are you doing? No! That kind of thing. Yeah, exactly like that. So I'm going to do that next time. Next yeah. time I hear casual or strong racism in my comic book store, I'll just, no. <laughs> Maybe with a roll don't newspaper. actually hit a child, though. No, that, yeah, could, that... that could get you in some trouble. Well, you know, it's the only language they understand. <laughs> if you remember a few weeks ago, we talked about a story uh, where a woman in Brazil, I believe, had tried to poison her boyfriend <laughs> using the unusual weapon of her own vagina. <laughs> yes. She had she'd filled her vagina with poison. To the brim. To the brim. Um... It turns out other people are taking up the challenge of weaponising their vaginas. <laughs> May I once again point out the errand of mercy standpoint that your vagina is already weaponised. <laughs> you just need to employ it in the correct manner and uh, and you've already got a pretty powerful weapon there. You don't even have to use it. It's like a nuclear deterrent. I, I would say that the way this woman weaponized her vagina was not the correct way to go about it. This We've got is... another lady who's failed to weaponize her vagina correctly. Yeah, she's she she's done a North Korea. She's arming herself, but not getting the approval of the international community on this. <laughs> uh, this is Christy Dawn Harris, 28, of Oklahoma. Um, she was arrested. And um, during a search at a police station, a loaded 22mm uh, pistol was found in her vagina. Okay. Um, um, wow. Uh, sorry, that's a, not, that's a 0.22. I don't know guns. Yeah, that is a 22mm. Is that um, what that is? Okay. That's what that is. Okay, yeah, that was that was found. As I said, loaded in her vagina. Um, they the official uh, said that it was sticking out of her private. She observed a wooden and metal item and removed it gingerly, <laughs> hell. Uh, finding it had three live rounds and perhaps more worryingly, one spent shell. <laughs> 
<laughs> what is happening here? What have we got any uh we got any information on the make of the gun? Um I do uh yes is this a Freedom Arms point two two uh pistol. I'm just uh just um, getting an idea of what that looks like. It, it's quite a small it's um I, I would I would describe it as a lady's gun, you know. Oh, oh we're talking a, about the little tiny snub-nosed revolvers here, are we? Yeah, it's kind okay. of something you could carry around in your purse or your vagina. Or your vagina. Um, <laughs> um, also found in her were three bags full of methamphetamine. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> there's, and there's your motive. <laughs> um so yeah i think i think we're gonna put out we're gonna say our message here this week don't put guns in your in in your genitalia just don't put don't don't secrete a gun in any of your body cavities that's uh that's that's a crazy party that's (laughs) a uh hey my my girlfriend's crazy sometimes she lets us have sex well my girlfriend's so crazy. Sometimes she stores a loaded pistol and two bags of meth in her vagina. So we can't have sex. <laughs> so I believe I'd trump you, sir. Yeah, I would say that is crazier. That's probably crazier, I would say. So, I mean, there was a spent bullet. She shot something with her vagina gun. And, like, from her vagina? Like, I, pow! I don't know. <laughs> possibly it's possible let's not let's not rule that out as a possibility um so yeah that's kind of that's what's going on in kind of in in vagina news Um, (laughs) vagina news but also in gun news i mean obviously i we discussed this before you know still stuff going on in america with the guns you know americans always having to deal with the guns Uh, this is another story uh coming from baltimore um which um believe is is baltimore the setting of uh of the wire it's i believe so it's also the setting of the um the popular the popular musical hairspray (laughs) well there you go um this is uh this is regarding a seven-year-old john welch um from baltimore he was uh he was eating a pop tart do you remember pop tart simon i remember those don't see they are good. You don't see them in the UK that much yeah, anymore. Yeah, but in America, like, there's an yeah. entire aisle for those things. Oh, no, totally. Like, I remember in the 90s, like, a big thing was watching the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and eating Pop-Tarts. That's, like, the most be. 90s thing yeah, in they, they, backwards caps. Those two seem inextricably linked in my mind. Anyway, this this young boy was at a... In, he was in school sort of having a snack, uh, munching away on a Pop-Tart, when he, uh, he sort of... Che- he, he said it was... Already a rectangle, and I just kept biting it and biting it, and tore off the top, and it kind of looked like a gun, so I kept nibbling. Um, okay, this is no, well, this isn't really news. It's but not okay. really news. I mean, I would say every young boy at some point in their lives has taken some kind of variety of biscuit or cracker <laughs> and chewed it into a shape of a weapon or a face or, or something. something like that. Um, but this story uh, kind of took a surprising turn uh, when a teacher noticed, and he was promptly suspended from the school. So they, so they suspended him for eating his pop tart into the shape of a gun. Yes, that is exactly correct. Is uh, this uh, this young gentleman? Is he of? Is he of ethnic descent? Uh, they, no, have they made he, a rather racist call? No, he he's a young. Um, white boy i mean i don't know exactly what his ethnic deal is but you know he's kind of 
could have like white skin, brown eyes. At least it's not a race thing. That's good. No, it's not a race. But, but America, what the fuck? Um, so his his father um, said, I would almost call it insanity. I mean, all the potential issues that you could be dealt with at school, real threats, bullies, whatever the issue is, it's a pastry, you know? <laughs> um, That's a great response. Come on, man. It's a pastry. The school, they, they obviously tried to defend themselves by saying that it definitely looked like the gun. And she saw Josh hold on to his food and say, bang, bang. <laughs> so, what? That's their defence. So, so his response was, this is ridiculous. And the school's response, defending themselves, was, this is ridiculous. But we are, st- but we are still right. No, yeah, but they're like, no, no, you, you don't realise. He, he said, bang, bang. It's like the craziest thing. He didn't even make a proper gun sound. Like, he said, no. bang, bang. He didn't, like, no. go... Like, I mean, this is the like thing. Like, I guess kids in school in America aren't allowed to, like, make gun kind of shapes with their hands and pretend they're shooting. See, this is... But, like, but that was, like, the main form of play for me at primary school. Exactly, yeah. No, I mean, we've discussed this before. That so, is, was it Sy- Syrians and NATO with you? NATO versus Serbia was our Serbia, big... Sorry, that's it. We, we just had, like... But there was no really organised sides. There was we were just guys with guns, and we would run around. There was like our school, our primary school, um, had as part of its play area three disused concrete concrete sewage pipes that were about the size of a child, and um, we would play around those and like block off one end with with bits of twig and stuff and hide and build dens and then yeah. people would try and uh, yeah. attack us. You build so, dens and make gun shapes with your fingers yeah. or like hold a stick and pretend it was a machine gun. Yeah, or the something. sticks were the best. That was like yeah. the that was the Yeah, when you the, find when you find a well shaped stick, so it's got like a a handle, like it looks like it's got a trigger or something, that's the best. Yeah. But yeah, I guess like American kids, they're allowed to have actual guns, but they're not allowed to do that. Like, they're not allowed to eat pop tarts into the shape of guns. Clearly, I mean, America's still having issues with guns. They're like, they're not happy with playing with guns, but they are putting guns in their genitals. So who knows what's up? <laughs> they don't know what. Like America's got a weird relationship with guns. It's all very <laughs> Freudian, making food into guns, putting guns inside yourself. Yeah, it's, lots uh, of strange things going on there. So you yeah. know, sort it out, America, please. Yeah, please, <laughs> please stop. Stop fucking with guns, or or indeed fucking guns. Stop doing that as well. That's weird. That's weird and freaky, and I don't like it. Um, I I kind of would want to. I mean, I guess sort of those sort of law enforcement issues, if you will. Yeah. I would like to kind of ret- come back to our side of the Atlantic and talk about law enforcement in the United Kingdom this please, uh, this week. Do. This is a story coming from the West Midlands Police Force. Um, what? appears to happen is that some crime took place. Um, the police sent off a report to the Crown Prosecution Service, um, who, you know, if you're not British, they're sort of like, I guess the American equivalent would be a, an, a, the Attorney General of a state. Yeah. It's sort of they're like the highest legal people. Yeah, it's kind of like if you if there's a crime, they decide whether you're going to pursue it in court or whether it's just going to be sort of let go. Yeah. Um, so they sent a report and the uh, Crown Prosecution Service um, kind of Send a reply back to West Midlands Police asking for a witness statement from a PC Peach, okay. who was included in the kind of like mentioned in the report. Um, they I misread it. It was actually PD Peach or Police Dog P 
peach. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> so, so has somebody accidentally filed um, a dog's testimony? No, well, no. Kind of like so they kind of someone has written it down. Like someone at the Crown Prosecution Service misread it. Um, so Westminster Police, they get this and they kind of they send a letter back to the CPS and they say, no, it's not PC, it's PD. It's a dog. They're not a witness. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the CPS just ignored them because they kept sending them letters asking to get a statement from PC Peach. <laughs> um, so the next thing um, that someone from the, at this sort of police station did was fill, kind of get a witness statement form and fill it out from PC Peach. It reads, I chase him, I bite him. Bad man. He tasty. Good boy. Good boy, Peach. <laughs> <laughs> and then his name is li- his age is listed as four and signed with a paw print. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and so, like, they didn't send that back. What they did was they kind of like pinned it up on like the kind of like the notice board, like in their break room, or whatever. It's a bit of a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and kind of like one of the policemen took a photo of it and stuck it up on Twitter, which is when I guess someone at the CPS saw it and got annoyed that they were being made fun of. <laughs> And uh, got the police professional standards department to do an investigation of the of the West Midlands Police. What the entire West Midlands Police, apparently, to find out who was responsible for this thing. That was it's like given... an, it's like an impotent head teacher who <laughs> had the fun made of him by like the science class from four B. It totally is, isn't it? You know, it's who like was someone... this? Who was this? Nobody is going home until I find out who this is. Of course, yeah. legally, I have to let you go home at five o'clock, but nobody, nobody is going home. <laughs> exactly. It's that sort of like just incredibly petty response. It's like, oh, I know one of you did this, and we are going to sit here. <laughs> Until someone tells me who it is, so yeah, this uh, this police station is now under investigation and facing an official inquiry. Wow! Someone owns up to making a police report for a dog. You know, the best thing to do would be to just make the dog take the rap for it, mm-hmm. and just be like, "We've decided to punish him uh, <laughs> with 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 seven to eight bad dogs," <laughs> and then the dogs just there. They're like. Bad dog. Um, Bad dog. But there, there is some quite... Obviously, they've been getting a lot of support, um, and um, notably from West Yorkshire police, who've um, put pictured a, uh, had a picture of one of their own dogs with a sign around his neck saying, Save PD Peach. <laughs> so I would say, I mean, I, I think occasionally I mention on the show things when sort of public relations works. I think the Crown Prosecution Service, not great public relations. No, work. no. Yeah. When, when, when the police force are like, leave it out. Yeah, when 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 you make the police force the good guys that everyone likes and agrees with, yeah. you're doing something wrong. Very wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm on the side of the police. I'm on yeah, the side exactly. of the police on this one, and I have I have received treatment from the police, which currently contravenes the Geneva Convention. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. Like this is this is not the issue you should be investing. Maybe there are things you you should be investigating. Uh, yeah, I can think of a few things. Maybe it, maybe this, the, yeah, this isn't one of them. <laughs> maybe there are maybe those things they don't really want to investigate. Maybe yeah. that's the issue. Quick, we better find something else to do with our time. Um, so yeah, that's that's what's happening in British law enforcement. Good work, good work, England. 
good work. <laughs> it's like the most petty English thing as well. well. It totally is, yeah. Like, that's the thing. You can just picture, like, in my mind, even though it obviously isn't, you know, you immediately picture someone from a little, like a cartoon in a newspaper wearing a bowler hat and holding a briefcase and with a little pencil mustache, don't yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. With a, like, with a, uh, like a, a face that looks like a, a bulldog licking piss off a nettle. Just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is unacceptable. <laughs> shaking his jowly face yeah basically what you picture is captain mannering from dad's <laughs> army isn't it either captain i'm thinking of one of the thompsons from tin uh, yeah like yeah that that whole thing definitely <laughs> <laughs> so good work Cram- brown prosecution service you've uh yeah. you've done done it good She's work def- we're all very it. impressed with your with your massive failure to be legal people so that's another thing that's like broken on Twitter and then got seriously out of hand and stupid. It seems like this happens a lot. Yeah, like I mean, that's the uh, that's the second thing we've had today where something's happened on Twitter and it's got massively out of hand. I this think, is you why know, I don't like I don't like being able to be simultaneously drunk and have access to all of One Direction and their fans. It's yeah, a dangerous position for me to be dangerous. in. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, <laughs> considering, of course, their. Um, their most recent mashup single that they released. Um, it was the the, com- the the I think it was Comet Relief or Children Need or something. Have you heard that yet, G? I, I have not. I haven't li- heard the latest Comic Relief single. I'll be perfectly honest with you, Simon. It's a combination of one way or another. You know, one way or another. I'm gonna find ya. I'm gonna I'm get ya, get ya, get ya, yeah. get ya. That and Teenage Kicks. So uh, you know, One Direction. Yeah. The, uh, the boy band and alleged soon-to-be gang rape trial. Uh, they want to find you and get you and get teenage kicks from you all through the night. Yeah, one way or another. One, one way, way or, or another. another. They're going to find you. <laughs> They're going to get you. Oh, yeah. that's a, No one's really thought through that one, have it's they? It's another one. It's similar to that song that we uh, we spoke about on Shit Music for Terrible People a while ago that made us both feel, like, distinctly unfunny. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was started off as a joke, and then we were like, fucking hell, really? No, totally. I mean, it's... Because, like, has someone not realised what the song Teenage Kicks is about? No, I think that... I think that what we've got here is is Simon Cow wants to wants to do that. That's what he's marketing these boys as. Yeah, they're, they're boys who are down to fuck. That's the situation. Yeah, one way or another, they are going to fuck you. <laughs> you can either you can either do it now and uh, and and you'll be down with it, or you can do it later and it will be against your will. Make a choice. Yeah, so one at least way one direction give you a choice. Yeah, one way or another, it's happening. It's happening. Whether you, whether you like it or not, they're going to get you, get you, get you. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, <laughs> seriously, guys, can we stop? Can we all stop, like, ironically liking One Direction? Because I know that some of our listeners are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I like some one of Direction. our listeners unironically like One Direction. Okay. Simon. I Whoever think there's... our listeners are who, who unironically like One Direction. <laughs> Are you are you hearing this as well? Because we're hearing this and it's fucking creeping us out. <laughs> it's making me very uneasy, I'll be yeah. honest. Yeah. Because yeah. you know I can I can accept so much from pop music because it's all it's all got to be about it's like all about shallow ideals of love and sex. We've known yeah. that for ages, but this is so explicitly 
just about one thing that may be violent rape. Um, I, like, just connect the dots is what I'm saying. Just connect the dots. We'll help you. We'll, we'll help we'll, you. We, we will stand with you and behind you as you connect those dots. Come, come into this revelation with us, this revelation of the evil of One Direction. <laughs> Now, One Direction, almost definitely mem- a member of a weird, be-robed cabal. Yeah, definitely. You see, Justin Bieber, I think he's a bit of a he's a bit of a um, a, a victim of his own success. Now it seems like he's yeah. trapped where he is. But One Direction, there's something sinister going on there. Definitely. Like, yeah. I'd not be surprised if they turned like, if it, they turned out to be like evil super villains trying to take over the world it's like that episode that early episode of buffy where there's a frat house that turns out to be a cult that worships a a, a dragon that lives underground that's yeah. um that yeah. seems like what we're dealing with here no i'm almost certain one direction worship one of the old ones that's, that's why it. they're called one direction yeah no, there's definitely. only one direction and that and that road leads to the city of ryleth <laughs> Yes, that is what I am saying. Beneath the waves. Yeah. Simon Cowell sleeps beneath the waves. (laughs) That's why we haven't seen him for ages. He has to go back and slumber. (laughs) He needs to regenerate. (laughs) By feeding on the endless droves of teens that are fed to him by his psycho label. That's what it is. It's all connected. That's what Watchdog taught me. That's a conspiracy theory of the week right there. <laughs> Simon Cowell is an elder god. Yeah. It's less, less a conspiracy theory, more of just a thing you can find out by looking at Simon Cowell. <laughs> um, so, yeah, on that terrifying kind of harbinger of things to come, uh, I think we should end this week's show. Do you, do you yeah. Are <laughs> you asking me for my permission? I'm no. Asking- I withhold permission. I think we should we should we should carry out a ten minute longer stilted conversation because <laughs> I have control over the recording. You you may not end this conversation. Um, how do you feel about uh, how do you feel about quiche? I like quiche. No, I'm joking. I do joking. like quiche. I do oh. like quiche. I do. We're enjoy- not actually going to have a conversation about quiche. I fucking hate quiche. It's like really? The, it's like the what? blandest food. What you like a quiche Lorraine? The perfect mixtures of bacon, eggs, and cheese in pastry. How can anyone hate that? Yeah, but because you've taken bacon, eggs, cheese, and pastry, and you've put them together and ruined them. Oh, I'm not. You see, this is why we have to end the show. I'm not standing for this nonsense. <laughs> um, so, thank you very much for listening. Um, please tell a friend, as always. That's like the most important thing you can do. Um, like us on Facebook. I mentioned earlier that's facebook.com forward slash errand of mercy. Um, we're both on Twitter. I'm dot communism. Simon is Simon Vas Quib Quib. Yep. Uh, I recently, I, I feel I should apologize. Um, someone called um, at Red Mantic, who's also sup on her Facebook, on Twitter. I mean, nice. um, they started following me. And I was like, I post a message like, oh, why is this person following me who hasn't tweeted anything and like has no followers? What's the deal there? And then I put their name. Um, yeah. And then they like sent me a message like, oh, I listened to your podcast. And I was like, oh, dang. Well, there, uh, you, well, there you go. Sorry. Like, I you, do. 
I do actually like it when people who listen to podcasts follow like follow me on Twitter. Yeah, do that. It's actually quite nice. So next time that happens, I'll try not to call you out. It's quite <laughs> difficult. It's quite difficult telling real people like if you don't have many if you don't have many followers or or follow that many people on Twitter, it's difficult to tell you from the bots though because they're getting more sophisticated as the as the years go on, aren't they? It's crazy. No, definitely, the robots are taking over Twitter and then the world. I'm on. I'm sure. Because I was like, I, and eventually I was, they'll have to do battle royale f- with Simon Cowell for control of our souls and/or electrical energies on an endless plane yeah. of our broken bodies and yeah. husk-like skin. Yeah, on some sort of like Mongolian alkali flat, I imagine. But if you look really, really close, closely, actually, Simon Cowell and the Twitter robots are massive, and every grain of sand is a human skull. Yeah, I think it's that.